This is episode 315 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dio Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel, free work, Montano. Yeah, so uh, showed up to work today. It was kind of quiet. Worked for about three hours. And when nobody answered my emails after a while, I was like, hey, where's everyone at? I looked at the vacation calendar, and uh, turns out uh, we don't work on Juneteenth. So, uh, yeah, so work got a, a free three hours out of me. Oh, you don't get to charge them overtime for that? I get salary. They don't pay me overtime. For oh, <laughs> work till you're done is the, is the answer, right? Ryan, we're also joined by Ryan, all the dad chores, Staniszewski. Yeah, so immediately after Father's Day, when I had Juneteenth off also, um, I just turned that day into, well, I'm going to work anyway, but it's for my house. <laughs> Mowed the lawn, changed a whole bunch of light bulbs, exterior and interior, lowered Ollie's bed another notch since he's getting taller, and a bunch of laundry. Still haven't finished taking care of all the lights because the basement ones are fluorescent tubes and not all of them decided to work right away. So figuring that one out. James, King of Naboo, Ritter. Uh, yeah, two, two Naboos took me to a store champ win this past weekend. Uh, Padme uh, and Rick. Uh, great ships, great value. You should be playing them. And will I'll be there when I am there? Hagwood will be here when he gets here. Um, as for announcements and news, James was just talking about it. Store championships are underway. If you haven't played in one yet, it's a great opportunity to not only, of course, the winner gets a, an invite to Worlds, but just an opportunity to play in a tournament in your local area. Check with your local stores. Um, I know a lot of stores have already scheduled them. Some still have in the future. Uh, a couple of stores that are like chains have like, you know, our X location has it this date. Our Y location has it this Check in with your local stores. If you're going to be in the Chicagoland area or you want to travel to the Chicagoland area, we officially have the date for the Gold Squadron Store Championships happening at Pastimes Comics and Games in Niles. And that's going to be August 26th. August 26th is the Gold Squadron Store Championship at Pastimes. Uh, as for sign-up information, I will have that by Wednesday uh, per the store uh, OP manager, which, by the way, congratulations to our, our longtime friend, Ron Longy. He is now in charge of events at uh, at pastimes so being able to do stuff for star wars is going to be very easy now i mean even, even not that it was hard before but even easier to start those conversations so that's super fun um yeah let's uh let's make it happen here today we're talking about our last two factions that we haven't break uh breaking down broken down but before we do that, we have some other things that we need to cover. Ryan, let's begin with our first little bit of tidbit news. So for people who attended Worlds and was, was in the main event Worlds, uh, some people may recall that uh, one of the prizes for participation for that uh, didn't make it to Adepticon, and that uh, they would be sending out emails with a survey, survey being for you to fill in your necessary information, AMG requests, to be able to uh, send you the 
the punch boards, the punch card boards, which would be like the base chits and dial covers for the Ghost Crew. Really cool, awesome. Uh, very prevalent for Speed TIE Fighter users uh, for the Rebels right now. Um, so those are finally making their way out. So you may have seen some emails earlier today that were like, hey, uh, you are being, you have accepted an order confirmed from Adepticon. Thank you for your purchase. X amount of money and uh, for shipping. And it says free for the punch board shipping costs there. And then you may have received a follow-up email that says, hey, shipment on the way, order number, blah, blah, blah. Here's your tracking number. So people might be wondering, like, hey, wait a minute. Um, why am I paying for shipping? Uh, well, if you look at, at least from what I saw, I'm checking my bank account a couple times today. I have not been charged for that at all. As far as we can tell, it's a formality with Adepticon and how they do things within their system to, to still has to generate these purchases and will still show a tracking amount just so that they have that itemized for themselves, I assume. Um, but as far as I've seen, no one's been charged for this. So don't fret, you're getting your stuff. And as far as I can tell, you're not being charged. Because when I initially saw this, the shipping wasn't that much for me. But I could see people internationally could be a much bigger concern. <laughs> Having so an excuse me moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, excuse me, wait a minute. I know I was supposed to get these as participation. Why am I now paying 20, 30, 50, whatever international mm -hmm. to get this to me? Um, so it looks like in some, uh, some capacity, Adepticon slash Asmodee is eating that amount. Very cool. Very much appreciated. Uh, I guess if anyone ends up actually getting charged, let let us know. Let us know slash get in touch with in in a professional and polite manner. Get in touch with Adepticon or Asmodee. Probably uh, any email that you've received along these lines, whether it's the survey email from before, or these here would be worth trying to contact or trying to see if Adepticon directly still has customer service lines available open for you to email them as well. Yeah, my understanding of how these systems work for for Shopify, if you have a mass amount of orders, which I mean it's going to be several hundred people, right? They basically dropped in a spreadsheet and press go, and all these emails and and uh, tracking numbers were automatically generated. They'll be able to, to to print out the labels, which are all that really matter because all the things they're putting in the envelopes are the same. They stuff all the envelopes, they slap on the label, throw it in the mail, and uh, it'll get there eventually. All right, so yeah, we wanted to, to cover that because that, that set of prizes obviously was really nice and something that a lot of people were excited about and were a little disappointed. Uh, but we don't want you to forget that you earn those prizes if you are at Worlds, so uh, we want to make sure that they, they get in your in your hands. Now, is, is there any other pilot from the Worlds crew besides Sabine TIE Fighter that we think is going to be used in a high amount? Sadly, Chopper VCX isn't one of the options in there so i think they did all small base shit well no they had big base canaan people have been flying some canaan mm -hmm. now what i wanted to uh to do next is actually james you were kind of saying like hey i just happened to win a store championship let's talk about it a little bit i don't need a play-by-play -play breakdown this isn't nova squadron radio that's a really old throwback comment but just kind uh, of give us you a lot of people saying what to that <laughs> if you understand that dig you're an og but anyway, uh, what was your what was your list, James? Can you uh, can you throw a, a link at me? 
You're muted. You just got me. Uh, I just put it in the uh, notes there. Got it. Um, uh, but it is Republic, of course, and uh, flew uh, at the uh, demolition store champs uh, this weekend. Uh, went four and zero, oh, and uh, had a great time. I had sixteen players, so uh, hit that minimum to get that st uh, that world's invite. Uh, but I took. Uh, Oddball and Wolf, both of the Siege of Coruscant versions. Uh, Luminara and the Delta 7 Aether Sprite CLT had Patience R787 and the CLT config. And uh, the real keys here is the two Naboos, that's two of them, at Padme Amidala with Proton Torpedoes R4P17, that's the Pattern Analyzer Droid, and Fire Control Systems. And then Rick, Ollie with Juke, Lone Wolf, and R4P Astromech. Uh, had a lot of fun. Only lost Padme one time. Uh, and I uh, bluffed, or I guess I guessed wrong on like what his maneuvers were going to be uh, against an old T and Finn Rao jousting me. And uh, they both went, I thought they were going to go slow. Because I thought he was, he thought I was gonna go fast. He went fast. I went slow, and he just boosted into range one, and uh, just nuked her. Just <laughs> nuked Padme right off the board. <laughs> so zoomy, it was zoomy. very sad. Oh yeah, but I did get to do some mean things to Finn on the way out, where I was turning down all of his hits to focuses, and then now he has to spend fearless and. Uh, his focus to only get, he only ended up getting two results from that out of his five die attack, uh, but it was old T that finished her off. So he, here's a question. Um, I know that you've been a fan of, of the Naboos for a while. Handmaidens, they got anything? I know that that's, that's a pilot we haven't really talked about. They're like designed to kind of work with Padme. Have you looked at those? I did look at them, uh, but man, they are... They're four points, so they're the same cost as the two that I'm running with Padme and Rick. Mm -hmm. And they don't get a torpedo, and they don't get a talent. So the only, only thing they're getting is droid, sensor, and modification, which you could go with just like a shield upgrade. Uh, but that means that you're basically having to run another Naboo with it, mm -hmm. and it's pretty hard to keep those... Naboo's close to each other, especially when they wanted to go fast to get those evades. Got it. All right. Cool. What would you say is your hardest objective with this list? Um, which one did I lose? I think I lost, or I, I didn't lose any games, but I ended up tying uh, one of uh, the last game, and that was Chance. So Chance mm -hmm. was pretty rough, because uh, I feel like Salvage, I can get by with pretty easily just by uh, either letting the letting my opponent grab some crates and then knocking them off and then just beating them out on attrition because I have those two arcs who are pretty beefy, doing a lot of damage. Padme's throwing the proton torpedo, and Padme and Luminara are, are keeping my ships alive. So I should be able to stay up on the attrition, attrition game against them. And Naboo can go, uh, the Rick can go grab one of the objectives and uh, swing back around with some fast maneuvers. So salvage isn't too bad. Uh, assault isn't too bad because I got those medium bases. That was actually the one of the games where I just kind of like swept. Mm -hmm. 
These are mine, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I had one of the, one of my arcs was on two, and the other one was on one, a different one. And so, yeah, I was holding down three, and I was like, "These are mine now. <laughs> you can go away." <laughs> so uh, that was great. And uh, what's the last one? Scramble. Uh, Scramble wasn't too bad. It was actually a lot. That was pretty interesting. We went back and forth of like, "I'll grab this one. He'll grab this one," and uh, ended up being a really big a, a cluster right in the middle of the board. All right, very cool. So, I mean, if you're if you're feeling brave enough to try out James' list, we'll put a link to it in the episode description. But you got Oddball, Wolf, Luminara, Padme, and Rick uh, with a plethora of upgrades. Uh, let us know how you do if you end up flying it. All right, so we're going to be hopefully, if time allows, ending here our point breakdown for all the changes uh, this has been a great help for me especially going in what is essentially cold to playing a store championship soon how soon is that marcel a couple weeks two three weeks uh, i think two weeks yeah, yeah. two weeks Mar marcel uh said you have to play cool thanks and uh so now i have to play have i picked a list no he was trying to ask me about it today during the movie i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna fly ships They'll go Zoom. If you got suggestions, fly, let me know. You can fly, uh, fly my list. It's <laughs> <Those> fast. <laughs> That's too many triggers for me to remember, I think, having not played as much uh, lately. But what I want to hear about is I want to I hear about our, uh, our pre not the prequel? Yeah, prequel factions. And uh, let's go ahead, James. Let's start, start us off here with the Republic. Uh, so starting with the Arc 170s, uh, I don't know how much I can say this, but value. Value is how I can say this, because these guys are priced aggressively. Uh, I think we're having stream issues, maybe? Uh, it seems to be... Okay, good okay never side. mind, sorry. You're good. It was just my side. Um, and so all, most of these all went down to a, a point. So... Most of the named ones are down to four points, except for Sinker, who's still at five. Uh, but he did go down. And most of them, or all of them, lost uh, some loadout, the ones that were still customizable, uh, but still have a pretty generous amount of loadout. Nine for Jag, seven for Oddball, and nine for Wolf. And Sinker still has a pretty chunky 15 loadout. And I don't think there were any other changes for their slots. Um, but yeah, those sock Siege of Coruscant arcs are very, very strong. They can definitely take a punch and keep going. They can deal a punch wolf at four points, just getting the extra reroll at the front, the extra down at the back. Such great value. Uh, Oddball was a key player i'll say for this weekend <laughs> for me uh with those get handing out free locks on red actions and red maneuvers which count red focuses count there so if you do the bump red focus that does count and you can hand that lock to anyone else at range three look at this target lock super sweet including yourself including yourself which then you could, wolf bump, a could, ship, use. You could bump a ship in front of you and then lock a ship past that 
That's yeah. that's some if, shenanigans. If they're at range zero to one, if they're at range zero to one of of uh, oddball when oddball. he does, yep. yeah. But Wolf can use oddball's lock when he is shooting. So I found myself taking the lock on oddball because I could use it if I needed to with that double modded focus and lock, or Wolf could use it if he needed to. Nice. And it's like R3 Astromic for Wolf, basically. Let's him use his luck and use uh, use oddballs. So great value there. Uh, first for twelve points. I'm not sure there is a stronger start than oddball, wolf, and a jag. Theoretically, that's twelve easily shootable points, but they are going to hurt you back. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They will. They do get burned down very quickly if they are focused. Uh, but uh, if you can provide for some protection in the way that I was this weekend with with Padme uh, preventing focuses and Luminara especially preventing those uh, turning down hits to focuses, uh, which is basically like a one time jam. Now, uh, just to make sure you're not pulling Marcel here, you did allow your opponents to still. Uh, do their regular full uh basically you can't luminar them if they if they have your friend in bullseye right right yeah which i i I was very careful to do for like setup like i made sure that like if i was setting up second after my opponent and we were like lined up for the old gsp's out joust i made sure to like set off my uh ships like to where i'm not getting bullseye on i'm not getting bullseyed by them nice all right. Yeah, it seems like with those, with the ARC 170s, they've been trying to find that sweet spot for them where, because I feel like they're, it's either feast or famine. They're either like, oh, they're cheap enough. Throw as many of them as you can in a list or up oh, too expensive. I do find it hilarious that the, the generics are still just five points. That's a, that, that is such a like, we don't want you to use these. Like, I guess... It's almost like, right, if you're playing some type of epic scale battle, it's like, I guess if you want more ARC 170s, but they're gonna, you're, you have an extra ARC 170 tax by taking them at five. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you, I think just the three, taking the three, uh, the three CG Coruscants is, is plenty. I don't think I would ever want more than three there. And you can build plenty lists with just using two of them too. Oh yeah, yeah. Two of them is good. Either if it's Wolf and Jag, or it's probably always going to be Wolf, in my opinion. Probably always Wolf, and then I would think <laughs> Oddball. Yeah, I find yeah, it helpful. But, yeah, but if you do have other Initiative threes, Jag is a great support piece. All right, well, let's keep it going because we got some tweaks here at the BTLB Y Wing. I think the best looking Y Wing out of all of them, right? I think the resistance Y-Wing looks better. That besides the point. <laughs> uh, so going with the trend as we've seen with every other faction getting Y-Wings at three points, hey, Republic gets them too. Uh, oddly enough, though, not the ones I kind of expected. Um, I guess I didn't expect uh, Broadside to not only go down a point to three, but also keep a decent loadout. He only lost three loadout. He's at 10. This is one of the the Republic Y wings overall are one of the few Y wings right now that can take both a well modded turret, ion can turret specifically, and a bomb. 
So broadside, if he gets to keep his focus, shoot out the side, gets to turn a blank. To, he's he, he's kind of like Mimi, right? That's why we called Mimi when she came out front side because broadside came out before Mimi at the time. Um, and uh, broadside. Hmm? Broadside. <laughs> who was it? Who wore it <laughs> who wore it better? Oh yeah. Uh, but Broadside did lose a gunner and torpedo, but, you know, I think talent, turret, astromech, payload, mod, still pretty good. Um, Matchstick went down two whole points from five to three. I never should have costed five, to be honest. That was Yeah, never should have costed five, but probably shouldn't also cost three. But there's a lot of good three. The three slot in Republic is very good to where I still don't know if I take the Y-Wings anyway. <laughs> Uh, but uh, has nine loadout, same uh, slots as broadside. And then we have R2-D2. This is the one I kind of figured might go down to three. It's three points, nine points of loadout. Uh, has Still keeps that sensor slot, which is only, which is only available to R2-D2. Has still turret, keeps the torpedo, crew, payload, payload modification. So you might be able to work some weird stuff with a three-point Y-Wing in Republic that has crew, like Hondo's eight points, but then you don't get a turret, So and you're just kind of a floating Y-Wing out there, easy for pickings, but I don't know. You probably People could try some stuff. He has some interesting slots available to him. Uh, besides that, uh, all the other Y-Wings uh, that didn't go down, uh, well, see, Anakin went down three loadout, kept six cost, Oddball Y-Wing is still four. Goji is still four. Goji increased four more loadout available to him, and Oddball gained three more loadout. We're getting closer for Two. Goji. It's coming. Little by little, they're just going to start letting go of the reins. <laughs> Chaos will he's, ensue. He's still four points. Yeah, yeah. it's true. <laughs> I, I do like the... But he has triple payload. I don't know if triple I ever noticed payload. that before. Yeah, yeah. He's had triple payload, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I do I do like how they are doing they're re reducing their squad squad points down to three for some of them and also reducing their loadout value to compensate but then also for the ones that didn't go down they're still giving them some love taps with Goji and Oddball going up in loadout and then Anakin and uh, was it just Anakin that went down a couple points in loadout? Yeah, Anakin's the only yeah. one who lost loadout that didn't get a reduced uh, squad cost. Probably fair. He was pretty strong, but still, 20 points in loadout is still plenty. All right. Well, those are the BTLB Y-Wings. Here's a question. James, you, you, you fly the Republic the most. Is there is there, Do any of these scream value? Are they still just like not quite cheap enough yet? Ah, uh, man, Matchstick and Broadside double modding their ion cannons is just so so good. Uh, like basically guaranteeing an ion on on most attacks if you're getting, especially if you're getting a range one, almost a guaranteed ion uh, or a guaranteed damage at least. That ion mm -hmm. cannon can't can't just like give you an extra damage there. Or an extra potential for damage. So, and also bringing bombs. Uh, I did go up against a broadside and matchstick list before, and it was tough. Uh, I had I focused them first because I did not want to get bombed to get the, to death because they brought 
I think one of them bought thermals and then one bought seismics. So did not want to mess around with that. So I it it brought my it took my focus as far as like uh, target priority. So I mean I would say that's value. I think you can mess around with one of them. Two of them, you get maybe a little too much investment into the Y-Wings. It's The three-point slot is just so competitive. The contrail and clicks still exist there. You still have Axe and Kickback Torrents for three also. For socks, yeah. Yeah, the sock for three, <laughs> the good yeah. ones. Barrage still. Rocket, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, so I'd, oof, it's... Uh, it's it's so, it's so stacked of a three point slot that I don't know if I have time for the Y wings. Yeah, but if you do, uh, broadside or matchstick are both great options. Um, you can even take a. Oh no, they don't have any. They don't have any kind of munitions anymore. They just have the payloads. So payload. you could take a. Yeah. Uh, also lost their gunner, so no veteran turret gunners. That, that's uh, what it would make. At, may at, this, at this point, slot available, I'd be going for that one point agile gunner. Help broadside yeah. out. And yeah, the, at, the one point agile on on broadside, especially. But Matt, Matt or broadside, that's okay. But Matchstick really wants that arc pointed where he's going to go next turn. All right, well, let's keep it going. We have the clone Z95. Just a couple of tweaks here, Marcel. Yep, uh, so the only changes here are um, to uh, boost and stub, and they both went from three points to uh, two squad points. Boost and in, slider. In boost, uh, in boosts, uh, case, he went from eight. Actually, they both went from eight loadout to three loadout, so they both went from three points to two points, eight loadout to three loadout, um, and basically this just, gives you a, lot, a ton of flexibility with uh, with your squad building. Uh, anytime that you have a two-point ship, gives you a ton of flexibility. When you have two two-point ships, um, that gives you even more flexibility. Uh, so I've been um, I've been looking at Republic a lot. I've flown it a couple times during the week with different things, and I'm I'm helping just giving feedback to uh to a team and um the italian team for their you know the team championship like the xtc but the in-person xcc mm -hmm. and uh seeing their ideas and the yeah the, i love especially slider uh, so slider's ability for those of you who don't know he can uh basically every other turn he has to to recurring charges spend two charges to change your two bank into a two side slip and depending on your on the rest of your list and how you choose to fly slider it gives you the three points is a very it, it's i don't know if it's intentional but it was it, it's very useful because you can throw dedicated in there to if he's going to be part of um the scrum mm -hmm. uh, being able to take that strain to help somebody reroll a defensive guy we know how useful elusive is so it basically gives uh the entire list elusive in exchange for a strain to a ship that's two points um that or another way to to build him because of his sloop 
thing is just give them lone wolf and let them hang in a corner uh collecting objectives and just staying out of trouble in terms of not get shot at and just have lone wolf to to kind of keep him alive because he's going to be out doing his own thing slooping doing impersonating han solo on the edges uh a very uh uh p-gun shooter uh han solo but basically just he, he can go and get his own two points back pretty easily and boost ability is basically at, during the engagement you can boost uh, you can form, perform a boost action at the start of engagement, which is uh, very helpful. It's also very hard to remember because I flew with both boost and um, and slider in one of my games. Mm -hmm. And I always forgot. <laughs> I always <laughs> forgot that that was a thing. And there were multiple situations where I could have boosted them out of trouble and kept them safe or, or did something, you know, put them in better position for the next round. Uh, so that, that's kind of, or boosted him to activate his dedicated on a friendly that I knew would get shot. Like there's, there's things that could happen with the boost ability and engagement at the start of engagement that I just forgot. But um, I think the biggest thing is because in like, in my opinion, the republic is at least from from um you know the last week and a half of testing and playing with it mm -hmm. the republic is the most competitive per point competitive uh faction uh competing against itself faction period like what i mean by that is at the 3 and 4 point uh level there it, you just have so many options you know uh ryan was talking about like you have kickback i5 with diamond borons you have axe if you just want a broad track which i'm not a big fan of axe but you have uh contrail uh you have click you know you've got the y wings you've got a lot of options at at three points then you also have a lot of options at four points you know the um you know at a Anakin always comes up to Edda, Anakin and oh, Edda. spoilers for the rest of the spreadsheet. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> by this point, people know. It's we were talking about what what we think about them, but but again, the three, the the three arcs, and then you have Padme and Rick, pretty good four pointers. There's there's a ton of four pointers. Yeah, Obi Wan. Nobody ever talks about Obi Wan, but Obi Wan is still there. Uh, so anyway, ton of options and. The two-point um, Z95s basically just expand that option. We were doing um, um, just like a little bit of theory crafting, and you can take, you know, if you if you take that two-pointer, uh, the difference taking somebody a three-pointer to a four, and then making your uh, list, you know, your five-ship list, like there's just a lot of variability that you can do with it and, and and you can have really good five to seven ship lists that are that are viable that don't look like themselves 
like a lot of five ship lists will fly completely different because you have so many options. A lot of six ship lists will fly completely different. You can be ultra defensive or you can focus in on, on being aggressive. Uh, one of the ships that um, I've been toying around with is oddball in the V wing with an advanced proton torpedo. Uh, sounds silly, but that's a three-pointer that can basically just boost at I-5, get a target lock, and throw a five-die torpedo at you and just, you know, go do its own thing with mm -hmm. um, objectives uh, after that. Uh, and I, anyway, I kind of went all over the place. I didn't really mention much about the other two, well, Ryan and James, so I just, I just <laughs> blurted it all out. But the, yeah. Big, big, big fan of both of them. Yeah, I, I even like... think that in some situations, taking split, uh, just getting more ships on the board, uh, getting these two ships on the board with dedicated might even be worth in some situations, like cutting one of the really good four pointers in half. Like uh, you're talking about Jag or something like that. So, you know, again, depends on how you're building your list. Um, it's i would i wouldn't say it's completely crazy to put both of them on your list well so one of the things i do like that i feel like they chose the two movement based ability ones and it, it works really nicely with objectives which i think is really cool so they do seem tasty at two points especially slider who can still side slip with the box yes yes all right when it comes to the Delta 7 Aether Sprites, not the 7B, uh, we had one change, and that's Plo Koon uh, getting some more loadout. Still at five points. That hasn't changed, but ends up going from eight to 14. Um, that's a pretty big jump, and I think the reason it ends up getting 14 uh, when Obi-Wan Kenobi is also five points uh, at this uh, in, in the same chassis is the fact that Obi-Wan's ability is just... I think easier to trigger, uh, which usually equals better. Uh, so they kind of tempt you like, hey, 14 squad points instead of 10. But I think if uh, push comes to shove, you're probably taking Obi-Wan if you had to choose between both of these. Uh, unless there's some kind of cool wombo combo you could do with 14 squad points, which I'm not sure, boys, if you have anything uh, that, that 14 does that's uh, super special. The 14 gives you a lot of space for a really good astromech and still have plus, plus things yeah yeah so like you like, could do chopper and predator because you like bullseye anyway and you still have three points probably patience and just don't care about the last point because patience is actually pretty helpful for blue I will say that there's one like silent change here, and that's for Mace. It was never um, a change before. Sneaky, I, sneaky. I know it was never actually a change, but he does not actually have a configuration slot, and he didn't have a configuration slot in the last points update either. But everyone still flew him with a configuration slot, um, aka CLT, and he was never CLT. allowed to have CLT. <laughs> Yeah, so, but we flew him for like a year and change with CLT. Um, and just everyone thought it was a misprint, and squad builders had it in there. So, so probably more of an indictment on how less and how few, all he, how, 
No one brought him enough for anyone to realize it in the first place. <laughs> I brought I brought him a ton. I brought CLT Mesa oh, a lot. He was a cheater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What, what have we learned? <laughs> James? Like year. Uh, I mean, I thought I, tr I could trust Yasby. <laughs> Mistakes happen. All righty. Uh, and then we go to um, the Delta 7B variant. We got some more juicy changes. Uh, Mace, speaking of Mace Windu, ends up going down six points to five points, but loses a single point of loadout. Uh, what is he not allowed to do now? That that feel not allowed to take an R two D two astromech or a chopper astromech for five point seven B. It's actually pretty big deal. Yeah, it's the. I mean, you can still do it with Barris at five point squads. Yeah, uh, big difference having three force versus a single force, though. Yeah, and a real ability versus not an ability. <laughs> so yeah. hey, if it's boxes, Barris has a real ability. If it's boxes and you line it up perfectly and you haven't used that force already, sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 if. Yeah. There's a lot of if statements, whereas Mace just, like, just does. You just be. <laughs> oh, Mace is actually pretty good uh, at five points. It's um, uh, Nick Tobin's been uh, flying them uh, at, at a couple of the tournaments that we've had uh, to pretty good success, and he's been loading them out with... Um, the pattern analyzer droid and heightened perception, uh, which gives you the initiative seven attack. If you're either going to get initiative killed or you have an opportunity to uh, do an initiative kill on an I six that. Um, and, and Mace, that's one of the one of the one of the best things about Mace is that he's one of the uh, Jedi that are that that are rarely force starved. Yeah, with that getting the force back with a K turn. So that's like two force in at the beginning of the round if you're planning to do a red maneuver. Ban in action because of the pattern analyzer droid. So it tends to work out pretty well. Awesome. And then our other change, another another Plo Koon temptation. Uh Plo Koon going from seventeen loadout to nineteen. Please take Jedi Master Plo Koon into your home, um, please, instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi, maybe? <laughs> please fly him with Wolf, please. Maybe you could trigger his ability from Plo this time. You could try real hard. You could try real hard. Awesome. 19's a lot, so... It maybe. is. Look, look at all the, the room for activities. Love it. We finally got uh, Will here. Hey! Sneaking in. Wait, hold on. We can, we can't hear him yet. We can't hear him. Give give me, give me a second. <laughs> first things first, William Hagwood. Are you good, man? Are you okay? Do you need a hug? I got you. Uh, I'm uh, so powerful after my my power nap. It seemed. <laughs> I was like, you know. It's like, I got plenty of time. We'll sit down and relax. Hey, you and Marcel are both nappy today? Jeez. I know. Uh, we're fight we got we got demons to fight off, you know? And I also took a twenty minute nap today. <laughs> I did. Well, I didn't expect to nap, but I'm here now. <laughs> also, all your all your points about points. Uh outmaneuver is why uh, you should be looking at things over 12 points with talent slots in these Jedi. Oh. 
Good point. How... Yeah, for 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 seven Bs. Yeah, maybe Dang. maybe not. Maybe not for Adas. Well, well, speaking of Adas, so Will, what were some of the changes that happened with the Ada twos? Oh, there's a bunch. Uh, first off, the uh, regular customizable Anakin going down to five points with 15 loadout, and the Siege of Coruscant Anakin going down to just four points. Uh, what a steal. A lot of the Adas are four points right now. Uh, that includes the uh, customizable Shakti and Yoda as well, though they did get some reduced loadout in there. And we see uh, the Kit Fisto, who originally apparently didn't have a cannon when they came out, now gets a loadout bump to 11, which would be plenty to afford uh, his new cannon slot. Uh, man, 4.8s are interesting. I still don't know how they power rank versus other, like, the CLT versions of these pilots. Um, but uh, four, as Marcel said, four points is a sweet spot uh, that you're looking for. You can really slot it into any list. You could also actually just fly five of them if you wanted to. That's true. You can uh, run SOC Anakin, SOC Obi, Shock T, Yoda, and Kid Fisto. All of them. Uh, that's uh, a lot Good luck. of Adas. I uh, will say that the. I think Shakti and Kit Fisto still have plenty of loadout for uh, the uh, build of five site. You still have three of the CLT Jedi and then two Adas that can take the four site upgrade. Uh, still very terrifying. All right, cool. Let's keep it going. Ooh, Gauntlet Fighter changes. Oh, that seems worse. What what happened? What ha what happened here, James? Well, it's a story of gauntlets here. Uh, it happened to all of them. Mokatan did did go down from seven to six squad points, uh, not making up for losing almost half of her loadout here, and losing uh, double missile. Uh, but did gain an illicit slot for both the Night Owl Liberator and Bo-Katan. I think your cat's causing some extra noise in your mic. Bad kitty. <laughs> um, so that extra illicit slot, or that, that first illicit slot that they now get for those gauntlets is pretty huge to get. Uh, something to help you with those red maneuvers, like... Uh, overtuned or the contraband cybernetics. So uh, either of those, or uh, just another another illicit that you really like to take, uh, is now an option for you. But that twelve loadout is gonna be gonna be painful to spare uh, with so many good options for uh, for that loadout. Uh, 12, only 12 for a large base six-point ship is going to be hard to choose. So probably probably not taking any gauntlets in Republic. Sad. Sad. The gauntlets just want a chance. They just want a chance to bring destruction. 
They killed. They they they, they had their chance. They killed him. <laughs> uh, we'll get to one. All right, Ryan. Looks like somebody got put in timeout. Here with the lats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lats got smacked again. Well, a lat. One of so Hawk who used to be five points. Right. And had twelve loadout. Which was fine. Like you could fit seven sleep gunner, agile agile gunner and uh whatever else you had left. Um now uh Hawk is six points, so you can have all the loadout you want. You got twenty five of it, but I ain't taking a six point hawk. I don't know about you guys. Nope. No thanks. So now there's only two five point hawks left, or uh, two five point lats left. Uh, there's the generic with seven points of upgrades, no thanks. And there's Sicko with 12 points of upgrades, which, sure, I guess you can take Barrage Rockets with Saturation Salvo because now uh, Seventh Fleet Gunner's 13 points and you can't even take it on Sicko anyway. That's sad. That's sad, that's <laughs> wrecked. All right. I hope I hope when they do another prequel scenario that they just give us like a lat that is that shoots really good like it's actually a gun ship not a support ship it's a gun ship and scares people fair I mean that's I, I think it'd be cool to see some type of oh here we go let's cook something up what would be a different oh ryan ryan's got <laughs> he's Wait, got i don't know already. exactly where you're going but Go... i think i know where you're going I know, in... if you were to redesign or design a second lat what would be like its ship ability okay i thought you were going with what scenario would be next but uh so with the lat one i'd have it have a three die primary just at base like three front primary and that treated like the the star fortress three front primary two turret bow tie right some good coverage across the board and then actually make me care about when it shoots like i don't know maybe maybe have something to the effect of when you overlap your arcs on someone you get rerolls or you get some sort of positive modification to your dice um, so whether you do the Ketsu route where you could like put it to the, or you, you could do like uh, the SF gunner where you point the front with your front and you get an extra die, but it's not an extra die with this. It's like a modification, or you can split like the, the diagonals. If you hit someone with both those and you still get the same, uh, you know, benefit. And uh, they do a ton of stuff. Yeah. If you are in to art, like if you, when, when you're firing, if the defender is in two different arcs, like the front arc, the side arc, side arc, rear arc, uh, you get to add an attack die, or they gain a strain before the attack, or they reduce their agility, so, something like that. That would be that'd be pretty cool. Okay, like, it's re it's really hard to get those that line them up, but if you do, they're gonna pay. change a blank to a crit. Those laser beams hurt. Ooh. Give me guidance chips. Yeah. <laughs> the chips. I just want the chips. They just have so like it in everything you see from the prequels, they shoot and kill so much. Granted, they're mostly ground units, but they look cool when they do it. They're shooting everything. Fair. I mean, maybe you could have maybe the configurations or version we have now is more of the 
gunner and crew carrier version. Mm-hmm. And the other versions that they could have are more of the fighting variants. Mm. I like it. Well, we'll we'll see we'll see if and when we get some type of variant. I mean, when and you're Ryan, what what is the the battle that you would want as another release? I would for combine the two of them together, Battle Genosis. There's nice. two of them. But I think you would need both of them to have enough ships on each side for it to matter. The Battle of Geonosi. Yes, you could do HMPs, you could do still vultures and hyenas and nantex. Or the like four main ships, I think. Mm-hmm. I think four is kind of the average of different chassis and scenario packs. And then for Republic, you get the Y Wings in there, you get the Lats in there, so you get those two represented in scenario pack. And probably Torrent or Z, and then pick a Jedi chassis, I don't care. Probably the Delta Seven, not the seven B, or pick one of them and work with that. Cool. Maybe one of each. <laughs> Por que no los dos? Los, los cuatro. All right, let's keep it going. Naboo Starfighters. I mean, let's let's just throw this back up to James. Ooh, James, Naboo's the changes. This is literally why your list even fits. Oh yeah, uh, definitely, definitely fits a lot better now with those extra <laughs> extra points off of Padme and Rick. Uh, and those are really the only changes that we are seeing here for the Naboos, but they are pretty big. Uh, Padme went down from five to four points. Rick went down from five to four points, and they uh, both lost some loadout, uh, but they still have quite a bit. Padme still has 18. Rick has 12. Additionally, Rick gained a talent slot. Uh, pretty cool. I utilized both those talents this weekend. I had Juke and Lone Wolf. So... Having both those talents in there was really important for me, personally. Uh, and Padme is still able to fit a torpedo and some goodies. So uh, lots of stuff to be had there. And it fits, fits really well with the other four-point Naboo's with Danae and Gavin. Uh, and we, talk, we talked about it earlier, but the, the Naboo Handmaiden is there. If you want to go with a... I would say I would need three Naboo's before I even considered taking a Handmaiden. Okay. So the fourth and fifth would be Handmaidens. <laughs> it's a, I guess I have to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> if you're running that many, yeah. Uh, but Anakin is the only Naboo left at five points. So uh, take that uh, what you will there. He is uh, still pretty strong and pre-maneuver uh, repositioning is still at a premium, but it is still good. But Padme, four points, uh, definitely worth looking at. All right, let's go to the the viewing. Will, what's up here with the viewings? All right, viewings, uh, Contrail. Uh, the precise astromech siege of Coruscant version going up to four points. Uh, that. Uh, that I-5 uh, target lock focus and the board for this ability must have been too powerful. Uh, same thing with Click from the Siege of Coruscant. That's the version that's got the shield uh, along with its normal R3 astromech. Uh, that one's going up to four points as well. But we do have a decrease here. Oddball 
going uh, down to three points. Uh, still has nine loadout for that uh, talent, torpedo, astromech, or modification. Um, I think Marcel said it before that rocking advanced proton on it. You can utilize the new five-point plasma torpedoes as well. Uh, the the munition on a viewing is very interesting to me. Uh, so definitely uh, take advantage of it when you can. I think the only other one that has one is what, Tarkin? Yeah, Tarkin has a missile though. Click. I mean, I'm a... No, customizable. SOC versions of the V-Wings are four. The regular versions are three. Yeah. Contrail. I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah. Oh, you like Contrail more? That's fair. I think, I think I'm going with Oddball. Oddball? Okay. Yeah, I like Oddball. Plasma, <laughs> that Plasma Torp is so good. Yeah. Yeah, if he does line up like the Focus... And then he uses his ability if he lines at someone in his bullseye, like a bump focus, and then lines someone behind them in a bullseye. It's like, yeah, you you walked right into that one, buddy. <laughs> You're going to take a double mounted plasma. <laughs> awesome. All right, and I think our, our last ship here, Marcel, the uh, the torrent. One small tweak, and what is that? That one is just uh, Axe, the Siege of Coruscant Axe, which comes, um, if I'm not mistaken, Barrage Rockets and Deadeye. And, yes. uh, yeah, so and it's born a three, for this. And, oh, yeah, and born for this, so he can share his tokens around. Um, so, it, it, again, it Barrage Rockets, a three dice gun, five charges, pretty, pretty solid for a three pointer. Um, after flying bombers the last few times and uh like if i were to compare you know what the bombers do versus what axe has i i don't rate axe very high mm -hmm. especially at that very low agility uh it's a uh, i mean agility at that very low initiative it's initiative two or three it three, three. so it's pretty low so um Tomax in the Empire, amazing. He's going to get his missile off. But once you start getting into Rhymer with Barrage or or the other one at Initiative 4, I, I, I really felt with so many Initiative 5s out there, that focus wasn't sticking around. And Axe, if I were to take Axe, it's because I need an evade getting tossed here and there more than more He can than work Barrage. in a very particular squad. Or certain squads. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't use them. Uh, mm. I, I just, uh, especially because of the, the just the faction in general having you know the the dedicated, having Luminara, having Padme, you know having additional or borrowing tokens from a friendly. So if somebody shoots them, instead of spending his own focus, he can get a born for this focus from from somebody else. So he does have a few more tools available to him to let him retain his focus so that he can use that barrage rocket. Um, I just have a sour taste in my mouth from from the barrage rocket bomber. So 
not not high on my list at the moment. Yeah, I think the first torrent that I would reach for would be Kickback Siege of Coruscant. But if I'm going for a second, it's it's going to be Axe Siege of Coruscant. Yeah, I think I'm only ever bringing Siege of Coruscant torrents anyway. Yeah. Because uh, having that board for this is one of the main reasons you're going to take them. Without yeah. They're very, very subpar. Actually, I think the only other three-point torrents are the other versions of themselves, which are worse. Objectively worse, yes. All right, so who who's the biggest winner here? So going going through the Republic, we just went through all of them. Is it the Arc 170s? It feels like it's the Arc 170s. If we had to pick a single chassis, they only gained Oddball realistically. They had Wolf and Jag the whole yeah. time. Wolf and Jag have been doing their thing for a long time. Uh, I, but I say Etikin is probably the Etikin probably got the most love overall. It's, just, it's hard it's hard to parse their impact because they are very finesse type ships. Yeah, and it, but it's got R two R two D two. It's got malice. It's, you, you can push crits in. You can regen. You can basically jump on bombs and be like, not jump on mines, but you know, you you can not be as worried about bombs and stuff like that. So I, for me, that would be it. I, I would say Anakin, and I does I, that doesn't mean I would always fly Anakin, um, but overall, that's probably the ship that looks like got them about the nine times love. out of ten i'm putting a anakin in a republic list just depends on what one mm -hmm. very cool all right so there's a republic we're gonna go ahead and hit the separatists next let's move on over here and we start with the belbalab the bulbasaurs here and looks like captain sears getting a couple of loadout 15 to 17 general grievous goes down to 11 what toy did they take away well um you can't well. take out maneuver anymore but also impervium costs two anyway so you couldn't even even if he had 12 you i wonder if in play testing they were like all right we're gonna keep it at 12 but we're gonna make impervium two and people were like all right, we don't need Impervium. Just out maneuver. Let's go. And they still yeah. <laughs> They're like, all right, never mind. Ooh, that's Impervium a, that's, two and they have to tweak them one. both. Yeah. But you, so now, now you get, you have to choose. Do you want shield upgrade? Do you want afterburns? You get one or the other. I think there's a there's a real discussion for either one. And you get one point marksmanship probably after Impervium if, two. If Grievous still did have twelve loadout and Impervium did go up in that scenario that you mentioned. Would you still take the outmaneuver with no impervium? I would highly consider it. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that impervium, though, can like really change a game, though. So can an outmaneuver Grievous. Yeah. Ugh. All right. <laughs> so it, in this new world, the, the world we're living in right yeah, now. Our current, the current uh, timeline. <laughs> what, what is your loadout for him? Because I feel like it, it is interesting to, to point out the loadout here because before Grievous' loadout was just outmaneuver. Like that, that, if you weren't putting that, you had a very, you better have a very specific reason why you're not. But now, what are you, what are you reaching for? So if you're, if you're making the do I take afterburners or shield – uh, discussion. I, I guess technically there's other things you could take, but those are the main two I think people are going to grab onto. Obviously, a maneuver has a ton of utility. You can do three or higher speed maneuvers and boost, and then do your barrel rolling to focus. Offers another place or net of places you could be on the board. 
You can sloop and still boost. You can boost and grab an objective or do an objective action. Um, so there's there's all that utility. And while stressed, you can boost. There's a t- plenty of times we've seen Grievous, and even I, when I play Grievous, where I opt to stay stressed and do a white move. That's what I need to do. And giving me an opportunity to boost after that is helpful. But then there's shield upgrade. Um, which I've tried more recently just to make, because I thought Afterburners was the default, like, yeah, I'm going to just take this. Shield's been a little more uh, helpful than I expected, and not in his overall health, but I, it's it's hard to tell because I need to, you need to be able to talk to your opponents after a game and really discuss if they, because the thing is that Grievous says himself without the shield, already hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Um many opponents may decide I don't want to deal with that. And because he doesn't have outmaneuver, they may not see him as much of a threat. So either they play chicken with you and you go at them. He has another whole shield to play that game of chicken longer and wait till they commit in or you blow, or you have more health to then go in and then blow past them to get to your initial target past whatever ship they're challenging you with. Or they don't look at you at all because they, you don't have outmaneuver anymore, so you you aren't as potent. But now you are outside of arcs more, so it may be a win-win, but you don't have the afterburner's utility. I don't know the right answer yet. I'm trying them both. Is there any uh, credibility to a procket on them? We never. If see his rerolls the... would have worked with a non-primary attack, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> right. They don't. Yep. Oh, uh, when you perform a primary attack. I was just going to say, like, double modded five dice sticks? No. Would be great. Nope. nope. Alrighty, and the other change was uh, Wat Tambor. Couple more uh, loadout. It's one of our four cost pilots. Um, probably not going to be shaking up the world. But hey, if you really wanted Wat, you got some options now. Now, I'm seeing a lot of changes here in the Tri-Fighters. James, tell me this tale of the Tri-Fighters. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, if you believe believe Ryan, uh, there's nothing to see here. Uh, There are two things to see. uh, I'm a big fan of Tri-Fighters. If I'm flying Separatists, I'm going to find a way to put a Tri-Fighter in it. And probably an Antex. But we're talking about Tri-Fighters right now. Fearsome Predator, the three-pipped Tri-Fighter, went down from four to three. And lost almost all of its loadout from a 16 to three loadout. The Flak Arfok prototypes, uh, which is the band one, this is the look at your dial one, uh, went from four to three. Uh, the one that we really care about, though, the Siege of Coruscant, is still at four. So if you're still wanting to fly, those I-5 Flak Arfok prototypes... Uh, they still are four points for the Siege of Coruscants. But all of the other Siege of Coruscants did go down, including DIS-347 went down from four to three, and DIS-T81 went down from five to four. Also, we saw some changes with DIS-347 customizable, went from four to three and lost 10 loadout, and T81 customizable went from four to three and lost nine loadout and even the generics the colicoid interceptor and separatist interceptor went down from four to three 
uh, with no changes to their loadout. So, really, can anyone please fly a tri fighter? <laughs> AMG is begging you. Please do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll fly one. Is that is that Volan? No. Oh, really? Uh, Siege Coruscant T eighty one. Funny reroll, man. Reroll everything. Just take straight. Oh, the funny reroll. Re yeah, yeah. I do like that one. I haven't played with him yet, but he looks that super fun. Might be the best four points in Separatist now. Oh, that's... maneuver afterburners for yeah. four points, three die attack, three agility. So, so, so he's like dice. almost, almost like the best one v one, like one one v one me bro ship in the game. <laughs> yeah, super don't get shot by a whole lot of opponents in the same turn. One yeah, at a time. Do, do do not. But that is super interesting. You, you see, you said the siege of course not one, right? Yeah, yeah. Four All points. Right, so it used to be five. You, you didn't pull it up, but I'll, I'll go ahead and read it real quick. If everyone is not aware, uh, it's while you defend or perform an attack, you may reroll any number of your dice. So like super Boba Fett mm. all the time. Uh, then, if you were defending, gain a strain for each die that was rerolled, and if you were attacking, gain a deplete for each die that was rerolled. Uh, and still has that no matter how much strain you get, they're not cumulative. You still just minus one mm -hmm. until right. you clear them. And also, that ability doesn't say if if you're not strained or depleted. You just keep doing it, yeah, even while you're strained or depleted anyway. Yeah. So basically, all like if you get into the trap where you're constantly if you are strained and depleted at the start of your activation you could just like I, I guess now I'm a two attack two agility ship uh, that gets unlimited rerolls yeah well, <laughs> if, if you if you got if you ever have a time where you're starting your turn and you have two or more of one type of those tokens more so the strain the deplete you can you can deal with um but the strains where you're you living is the problem uh you need to know when it's time to leave and not be part of the fight for a second yeah. and um, it, it's it's probably when there's more than one person looking at you is when you need to leave yeah. uh it, you probably took that many strain because many people were looking at you or you took a really big attack and you went oh well that's a whole lot of blanks time to reroll it's funny when strain, people like yeah. people wow. like ask about that they're like, man, wouldn't it just be terrible to have that much strain to play on your ship? Yeah, but I'm alive, right? Yeah. I, Guess I what? I saved my four points. Yeah. Now you have to go find another way to kill it. Um, it does have outmaneuver as well. And afterburners. <laughs> and <Yeah>. afterburners. <laughs> yes. What? Okay, this. All right, you, you you keep talking, Ryan. You're gonna keep convincing um, me. <laughs> spoiler. So this ship. Uh, because mathematically on defense dice, a calculate token, basically a single eyeball result, has less of a chance to come up on a green die than a blank. Mm -hmm. Your default action with this ship is evade, because you have because you can cover that same eyeball or a blank with a single evade. So if you think you're going to get shot, take an evade and count on your rerolls for offense. Yeah. If you are convinced there's no way they're turning to look at you. Or whatever they look at you with is not a threatening shot, then you can take the calculate because that can help your offense. So that's the barrel linked evade, and it's or just boost. white evade. Yeah, or yeah, or yeah, white evade. Uh, but the boost is linked in into the calculate, which is helpful if you go fast enough. To, you'll just use afterburners and then just take the evade, or afterburners barrel link to evade. 
Yeah. Very cool. Double reposition, boost, barrel evade. I was too excited about three-point tri-fighters, but I was reminded all of them are generally three three initiative or less. So yeah. <laughs> they go couple. Yeah. yeah. It would have been interesting to see those Black R Fox go down to three points, but I don't, I'm not sure if the world is ready for... Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> tough, because you can't so... change what they have. And they like a three-point I-5 ship with afterburners, and, I mean, they, they would kind of turn out... like. It's weird. You almost want them to be like Mauler and Backstabber together, where one of them should probably be four points, the other one should probably be three, and seven would be kind of more, would be pretty fair. Mm -hmm. But as far as the way they built it right now, they can't do that because they're two pipped and they're named the same. Unless they want a Black Arfok A, Black Arfok B. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, with, the, with those afterburners and then the evasion sequence uh to get the white evades after like tur turn your red evades into white evades if you're at range one of a rock so like the big ramp the big gambit uh man that i would be a pretty spicy three-point ship but uh still well, at four yeah and i've i've tried volan recently best i could come up with was shield elusive and he's still pretty. He's a single modded ship that with three hull. He'll he'll live a little bit, yeah. and he'll die. But I mean, very very maneuverable though. Uh, no afterburners though. Yeah, no afterburners. But like and you can't do afterburners, it. but you lose a whole health, and you do not have rerolls. Yeah, well, you might have one elusive reroll. Yeah, still doing like doing like red maneuvers and still getting actions though, is uh, pretty good. Yeah, if you, you can you land to, it. You have to fly Volan in a particular manner to where you can use red moves because people like linking with these. But mm -hmm. you want to try and maybe put yourself in a better position through links or just repositions before the turn you're about to go in for your first engagement, and then plan on doing a singular move without a reposition the best that you can. So that you can then do a 5k, 3k, one tail, and whatever to get use out of his ability. Don't force his ability, though. It's, it's, it's good, but if not, reposition, if not repositioning is in a terrible spot for you, you should reposition if it's a much better spot for you. Overall, super interesting. The pieces are there if you want them. Uh, there's lots of options at 3 mm -hmm. and 4, but... Uh, may get overshadowed by some of the other uh, ships, namely the HMPs. Which we'll get to here soon. Uh, Ryan, fire sprays. Are you buying? Are you selling? Are you staying? Um, well, on principle, I hate them because they're not droids and they're scum adjacent. <laughs> but that's yes. besides, that's yes. that. Yes, give in to your hate. <laughs> um, Aura Sing is seven. She probably should have costed that originally. She's got 10 loadout instead of 18. Still no crew slot. Probably necessary. Um, she gained a talent. She's always... She never had a crew. I don't think she did. Uh, and uh, maybe okay, seven points. I think the the real winner here is Zam went from nine to eight. It didn't lose any loadout. Uh, Django lost five loadout. So now Django and Zam have the same exact cost in your your squad points and same exact loadout and uh Django only has one more illicit 
and Zam. Other than that, all their loadout slots are the same. Um, I think so. If you are an Avid Fire Spray player, uh, one, people have already tried out both of them with a four point thing. I think it's viable. The three three ship list. Mm. Uh, people are like, oh no, you can't do anything with all these ships on the board. I don't know. Uh, double shooting fire spray with Zam. It doesn't have to do front back with the double shot. Um, I mean, veteran tail gunner did go up right. to five, I think. Notorious went up more to seven, and fire and false transponder codes went up by two to five. So their kits have been adjusted. Yeah, all the, uh, all their I, toys went up. I like between the two. If I had to pick one, I I like Zam much more actually uh sure i6 good but zam outputs so much more damage when you have the ability to shoot back in the same arc you already have shot from or haven't shot from yet in plan on trying to double tap um her ability is scary for most people uh she can get contraband dooku crew and notorious with the title and i think that's it uh, still very good kit though giving Zam Notorious makes her extra scary to shoot at which gives her extra uh, probably living time on the board even though she's 8 points so if you're not in Zam's arc you can shoot her if you are in Zam's arc uh, nope <laughs> <laughs> not unless it's a kill shot even then it better not be a kill shot back at you yeah just having Zam ability on the board is enough to enough like pause for your opponent that they may may make a bad choice and that's all you need to make a bad choice right choice by not shooting her and yeah. she could then use the thing that says oh you didn't shoot me i'm gonna shoot you yeah, yeah. I, I do Actually, i do love the bluffing the, bl the bluffing is very fun um, you activated my trap cards <laughs> yeah i I do love like uh, there's there's a person that plays it um, that I play with pretty often and they love to play with it like like oh which card do I have up this turn because he actually you know mixes it up quite often of like he, he, you only got to get yeah. bamboozled by that one time to just kind of have the yips about it you're like ah, yeah I am uh, never uh, shooting that ship again <laughs> don't look at it kill everything else and do objectives she's still not 10 points so you can go get 12 points somewhere else um I see James if, if you got a friend that's doing that you need to tell him the next level of that is actually randomize them yourself and tell your opponent to pick that way it's their fault so, yeah. And you just randomize you, them face down, put them in front yeah. of them until you pick. Do you get to look at it, though? No. No one gets to look at it. No one, one gets to look at it. No. I would only do that if I have two charges. I, I would do it. No, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but it's probably the best when you actually have the charges available to trigger. All right, you guys ready to, to keep going? Gauntlet fighters, we say they got smacked around a little bit, um, but I, I mean, Will, what what are your thoughts? Is there is there anything here? Uh, well, uh, Bo-Katan and Pre Vizsla go down to six. Uh, not excited about Bo-Katan, but Pre Vizsla though now uh, has that illicit slot. Has the extra dice from their ability. Uh, still with 14 loadout. You're going to be hard-pressed to get those commandos. 
but I can still get uh, what's the what's the cheapest force point for him actually? Do they go have? notorious route? Yeah, I mean, you should probably go notorious. He is initiative three. Yeah, oh, which... I, I've actually played four to five games of them recently just to see if there's something really? there. Yeah, but I was trying to figure it? out if, 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 if I liked. Coruscant Dooku or Previsalmore? Both are six right now. Um, oh, I was thinking of Savage. As a oh, yeah. Samurai saying Savage fits. Yep. Uh, what have you been putting for their loadout? Contraband, Notorious, and Mando Optics. Uh, Guskar reading yes. is nice in theory, but you don't have booster barrel to make sure your front arc is pointed at them, which is what you need for that to trigger. Even mm-hmm. though you have all the hull, crits are bad. But I think if they decide not to shoot Previsla, his shots are single modded. So I think it's best to still have the ability to get a lock on someone with Mando Optics and still threaten them with a potential double mod attack, even if they don't shoot at you when you have Notorious available to them. There's been plenty of times where people have been like, nah, I ain't shooting that, bro. (laughs) With Notorious and then like a four or five die shot coming back at them. No thanks. And when they did, when they're like, you know what? I'm just trying to kill this gauntlet. And they don't kill it, and then I one round, uh, or I, I one shot a DD. Okay, well, Previsla, I mean, that, that extra attack dice doesn't seem that great because it is only every other turn. Uh, but when you're talking five dice attacks, uh, that is significant. You're like a timed Fenrau. Like you get this turn. And then you're not Fenrao. Then you are Fenrao. Then you're not Fenrao. Huh? No. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, it doesn't right. require the range one. Yeah. No, no. I mean, as long as you have those two charges up, I mean, it's a threat, right? Just like Lentorius. Like, you want to shoot me? So you're going to four dice attack back. And you're strained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. don't shoot Previsla when you're in his art. Don't. Don't. Okay. I mean, that's. I don't know though if he can pull choice. his weight when people decide not to shoot him though. So you have to really engineer way. It's it's a little bit of an uphill battle to make sure that you are putting him in a spot where your opponent has to deal with him enough consistently. Mm-hmm. Like even if they have to deal with him on the first turn, they can just say I'm going to focus on objectives and not shoot you and stay defensive, and then fly past him or fly around him to get to the rest of your list. So, um, and in the end game, he's just a gauntlet that can't really, that can only try in 180 or 90 degree turn to catch anything, and that even that's difficult. I think people can win with him. I don't know if I'm going down my journey of previsal any further than this. All right. And now we move on to the HMPs. I think this is where the fun begins, huh, Will? Oh, sorry, Marcel oh, yeah. is next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, these are actually fun. Uh, so there's uh, the Genelsium prototypes went down from five points to uh, from five to four, but they also lost uh, a, a third of their loadout going down from 18 to 12. The Genosian, those are the ones that get calculates with red maneuvers, right? Or no, or those the Andorans and those are the Andorans. Genosians are like you can spend a tractor on someone to do something. I I never did. While you perform a missile or a uh, cannon attack, you may remove one tractor token from the defender to reroll up to two attack dice. All right, got it. Uh, 
Well, I don't know how often their ability is going to trigger unless you have Sunfac or Turtek or something like that out there. Uh, still pretty good. Uh, and the Onderon is stays at four points, but with 15 loadout, gets bumped up from seven to 15 points. Now that's actually really good because then you can really load them up and, uh, you know, make them hurt. The DGS 047 and DGS 286 actually go down from five points to three points. So they, they went down a lot. Uh, the, one of them, after you perform an attack, if the defender's in front of you, you may acquire a lock on it. Then if the defender is in your bullseye, it also gains a strain token. That's at initiative one, DGS 047, and then DGS 286. Before you engage, you may choose another friendly ship at range zero to one. That ship transfers one calculate over to you. Uh, I like actually 047. 047 is pretty good. Uh, you just keep them in the back. Acquiring target locks and one of the things that um, I, I like about these guys a lot is the energy energy shells charges. Okay um, So you, you it used to be people like I, What do you got you can get energy shell? plus Cluster missiles so that way you have a range three attack with your calculate and then by the time that you know, the rest of your list is acquiring target locks and giving you those rerolls from the target locks. You've got the um, the cluster missiles available with multiple mods towards different ships. So that's that's something nice from the DGS 047. Uh, actually, it, that's a that's an eight point combo. So two eight six doesn't get it, but 047 gets it and. Um, the new Genosium prototypes get that plus. Do they have? Yep, they also have double missile slots. So they get those two plus additional fun tech to play around with. Mm -hmm. I've not played with them at all. I actually don't play Separatist almost at all. But I've played against. I, I've played against them, and um. I think one of them. I played. I played against one of them that had the. I don't know if it was coming from them, but they had the, the, the thing that they shoot out, that gives you early locks. The the, oh, the, the dark, dark one probe droids. Yeah, the probe droids, uh, and, and they just hung them in the back. But I don't know. Um, I don't know who plays from from you guys. So, I mean, it sounds like Ryan, you've been playing Separatist a bit. Uh, would you do something like energy shell cluster missiles, or are you looking at them some other way? I think that combo specifically helps with 047, because like you mentioned, if they're shot by an energy shell charge, you're going to get a lock on them from his ability. And for next turn, that means your cluster missile is set up, because you're probably engaging towards them in some capacity. Which means you can sideslip some direction and then get them within that range 1 to 2 front arc, hopefully, and use cluster missiles um i've also seen energy shell charge discord missile novice technician because they are a generally a healthy ship they're three shields five hull and once you start getting in hull um those crits might not be great so flipping them down a little helpful for two points um i've also seen and considered instead of energy shell and another thing even go the multi-missile pod uh, I know you don't get the range three band, but uh, 
if you is because it does take up two missile slots if you could do multi-missile and energy shell charge i'd definitely do that but the nice thing with the multi-missile is because you're side slipping similar effect like they're going to be coming into your ranges and that single bullseye four die shot is you know it's a nice threat to have there uh you don't really gain anything with it being a 180 since you already have 180 but you have more charges. Energy shell is a single charge. You're probably never really reloading it. Once it's gone, it's gone. And if it's a dud, I mean, you equip munitions failsafe to help that. Uh, but if it doesn't hit, even if you went through with the mod modifying it, uh, the multi-missile pod might be something that has a multi-use threat. Like when there is a range two shot, you get three dice instead of two. Um, multiple times. You have a bullseye that could generate four. So, maybe, but I could definitely see because O47's ability, energy shell charges and cluster missiles could still do good too. For the Genosian, um, you could do, because they have the extra, sorry, I'm hearing some alarms, uh, because you hit because you do get the extra points, you can do something like energy shell cluster missiles plus K2B4, which is the the evade. Yeah, thing. yeah, we haven't even uh, talked about the Also with the Genosians, you have relays. double cannon too. So you can take synced laser cannon for that range three and not even worry about energy shell charges at that point. Mm -hmm. And your missiles can be used for more of the close range stuff. Although I, I'm not using any four point app. I'm using just the three pointers that yeah but bo both of the three pointers do have relays on them and uh 047 does have enough points for kraken so that's something that i mean you have to think about like if you have if you need a three-point relay in your list like that is there and still he's still doing things giving out locks well, uh, well, he's getting a lot for locked for himself. Yeah, but then he, other other uh, HMPs can use other HMPs can use it. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, but that I, is all of your loadout. Still though. using one yeah. one HMP though, and yeah, yeah, the Kraken does use your whole loadout, which means you don't have any additional offensive tools added to your ship. Um, I think one I of the have, cheaper oh, K two B four and then like a missile. Yep. Because K2 does, does work oh, oh, really well on those guys. K2B4 likes droids that have independent calculations. Independent calculations went up by two points. So it does hurt some chassis' ability to bring some stuff, but I don't know many network calculus that I like anyway. So Kraken helps net calculists. K2B4 helps in indie calculus, but K2B4 lets the, under, or lets the HMP have more offensive tools, though. And I think net calc is still... I mean, any ma any droid-centric swarm list right now is still subpar, I think, right now. So somebody proves it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Enter, I believe in one Isofane. person. Yeah, I believe in Isophane. Um, that's about it. <laughs> there you go. If you want to be added to the to the list, let us know. So hyenas got no love. Right? No love, no changes? Is that just like a... We're not really sure what to do with these guys. They're okay, I, I, I guess. Uh, I mean, spot. Yeah, I think they see play. 4-4 uh, from the Caesar Coruscant. Now with that six dice advanced proton. It's been doing well. People like the independent... Uh, bombardment drones as well. Yeah, that, that's probably the one I see, I've see. i seen the most. 
Well, yeah, they did lose the proxy drone. Yeah, that. Yep. So, people have been looking for other alternatives uh, to fill that gap. So, uh, I mean, they're still better than Vulture, but you gotta pay for it though, mostly through points. Gotta pay. All right, so we got a couple couple left here. Nantex class starfighters. I see Chertek and Sun Fock going down one point. So you got five to four for Chertek. Sunny going from six to five, but their loadout going down. Um, does that mean you're not able to run both Gravitic and Ensnare now? Ensnare is 10 loadout. So that's the only upgrade Chertek gets. And Sunfak can take Gravitic and the Ensnare. Uh -huh. But you, can, you do have options of uh, Predator and Targeting Computer if you want more offensive focused mods. I think at 15, that's Crack and Targeting Computer along with Ensnare. If you are willing to risk the target lock in that situation. Mm -hmm. I see the target lock as more of a jam deterrent early game for one point because sure. when Sunfock gets jammed yeah extremely sad <laughs> he only he basically gets his action token as his only modification yeah that's true Man, no dedicated more, more, no not selfless nothing like that to help him out yeah more more dice is modification on on attack uh well not not technically a mod but it definitely helps I actually think there's a play for Treacherous on him. Mm. I, I, I was going to see if anyone was going to bring it up. But yeah, there's a lot of ships on the board lately. <laughs> that could be fun. I like it. All righty, let's keep it going. The Rogue class. Oh, full overhaul here. James, why? Uh, yeah, tons of changes. Turns out uh, Dirge at four points was amazing. Anyone else at more than four points was not great. Uh, so uh, bringing them more in line with Dirge instead of the opposite, which I think is a good thing. Uh, instead of, instead of uh, you know, bonking Dirge on the head, they're going to bring <laughs> everyone down to his power level. Come here. So uh, him being I-5, uh, he saw no changes, still has that four point. Uh, squad and 10 loadout, but the Magna Guard, the Cad Bane, IG-101, IG-102, and IG-111 go down to four points. So now every single one of them are now four points. Uh, and all the rest of them also lost loadout uh, in varying degrees, some losing uh, about half and others losing only around six or seven. Uh, but the Magna Guard Executioner actually did get a two-point loadout bump. That is one of the generic ones, so not a, you know, big thing there. Uh, something interesting, though, is that Cad Bane is at four points now with 13 loadout still, so still has a ton of room for different toys, uh, including, I know Marcel mentioned it earlier, but I actually did play uh, someone that was running... Cad Bane and the Dark One probe droids. Mm -hmm. He was using Cad Bane to throw the droid, throw the throw the probe droids for his droid friends, and then like decloak away the turn after. He can't decloak and shoot it at the same turn, but uh, it is. Or actually, do you, 
because you drop dark ones at the end at your end phase, right? In the end phase, and then they move in the system. Okay, that's right. Mm -hmm. So you can drop it and then decloak. Uh, so, correct. Yeah. So I was thinking about the uh, the the missile that you get the electro traff. You can't electro traff and decloak. But correct with the dark ones, you definitely can drop it and then decloak away or past. Uh, which is very interesting. Uh, does anyone see any value in these droid rogue class? No, uh, not, so you not can so see much. Something with 102. He's a very durable ship, and if you assume everything's I4 and above, his defensive ability is always going to be online, where you can uh, change a blank to an eyeball. Um, and he can get a sync blazer indie calc and then either engine upgrade or baffle i think um and then the magna guard protector i did a little bit of testing on you could get sync blazer indie calc and discord missiles mm -hmm. and when you put the guarded uh condition on a friendly ship that you choose after setups you get to see where everything was deployed um if you're in their arc and you're calculating or evading you as in the magna guard protector um your guarded friendly ship uh, gets another whole green die when uh, rolling defense. Um, I tried putting that next to Sunfog, but Sunfog moves in such weird manners, and the rogue isn't the most maneuverable ship when it starts to do any repositions. Uh -huh. That uh, it was kind of a fruitless endeavor trying to keep with Sunfog in a reasonable manner. So um, went back to Dirge. Dirge good. Fair. Fair. It seems like D Dirge really, really made a great splash on, on release. I was very impressed to see how... Uh, I feel like Dirge's performance is like underwhelmingly proficient is the word I get. Like, it doesn't do anything fancy, but it's enough to keep you in a game, and it's just yeah. it's just effective. It's yeah. yeah, he's not a highlight of your list, but he definitely is always going to be making you happy when you when you have him on the board. Generally a good value. Um, I think it's a big deal that... Because the, the thing with the droid ones, they get network calc or indie calc. They don't get dead to rights. Mm -hmm. Dead to rights, I think, is a big deal for helping these ships push damage through. Yeah, and especially if you helps, are doing a... Go ahead. So what would helps get those bullseyes is being a higher initiative. There's Dirge at I-5. Yeah, especially if you are bringing one of the bullseye cannons, because if you're shooting the bullseye cannon, that automatically means that they can't use their green tokens. So yep. uh, especially that proton cannon able to uh, have that soft mod built in is very, very nice. I didn't think I tried the proton cannon version. I was never a fan of it originally before it because I liked the HLC Ion you can't do HLC Ion anymore. Huh. But I also liked having the bomb. I thought the bomb was a good thing that, that that ship had. And you can't do a bomb without only going proton cannon. Or at least a proton bomb. Um, right, yeah, good bomb. I've been relatively pretty surprised and happy with him overall. Getting the bullseyes with his reposition links. Um, and if you have Sunfock in your list, you can help push yeah, him in the right direction. The... <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing like an I7 reposition to get that bullseye where you need it to go. 
Yeah, especially uh, like a double barrel rolling. Yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, um, that's very cool. But I've I've pretty much uh, coined it for myself the the loadout of the proton cannon proton bomb. And it's either delayed fuses or marksmanship. I think marksmanship has a little more nice boom because when you get to range one and you can't use the cannon, it's nice to have that additional crit to throw in there. Uh-huh. Um, just, you know, the only reason why I like delayed fuses is because if Sunfox hiding out kind of behind him and repositioning him a little bit at the turn after when you want to drop a bomb, but you don't want Sunfox to get hit, I'm like, well, if I drop it and it's going to hit Sunfox, I'm delaying this now. Or you could just be better and not hit your own Sunbok with bombs just accidentally. <laughs> but just the, be I, better. I, I just be calling it the, the proton saw because you're basically drawing a line on the board and saying, I am delivering pain down this line. Yeah. <laughs> All proton pain. Yeah. In front of me, behind me, everywhere. <laughs> so I, I, do you think we'll see any more or do you think we'll see any other rogues besides Dirge? Do you think we'll see more Cad Banes? I think people will try it out because I think the the top the first two picks at four points are T eighty one in the Tri Fighter from Siege of Coruscant and Dirge. After that, I see it drop off a little bit. Bolin's kind of in the category of maybe the third four pointer, uh, a Cad Bane or a Droid uh, Rogue is in the category of another four pointer you could consider, but. Um, Nothing else is on the level of Dirge and T81 in the four-point category in CIS right now. So getting yeah. to that third level is is where it's very mad. Chertik, maybe. He's very vulnerable at four yeah. at, at, at I4 with Instarence. They're still powerful for him. But he can die just like... like Sunfok is I6. That's what helps him stay alive. Yeah. He has to make his decisions later. Yep. Chertik is not... Churchill boom. Yeah. So, and uh, for separatists, ha- Dirge being probably most likely your first choice at, for a rogue is he's most likely going to get the title, you know. And then, so then if you do bring Cadbane or another rogue class, oh, I guess it's just Cadbane in this case. You do have to choose who you're going to give the title to. You're going to give it to the Cadbane who can actually might actually be able to bring more like nice upgrades with that title uh, and those extra slots, or are you going to keep it on Dirge, who is going to be more survivable and have that extra bomb, you know, or a bomb in general? Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think Cad Bane, Bane. being at I4, the HLC Ion's kind of where I start with him. Just well, let me have full R coverage. Cad Bane, if you're not using it somewhere else, is um, without without the title is uh, ha- having the more points can get the proton cannons notorious and dead man's so he can get the notorious uh on there a dead man and still have the proton cannons um and dirge because he has extra points depends on how you're using them you could just throw a bomb on there so use the uh, title to get get the bomb on him okay Cool. All righty. Well, there you go. The rogue class making a splash near you? Question mark? Maybe. All right. Next up, we got the Sith Infiltrator. Who's up? I think it's William. I'll take it. All right. Sith Infiltrator. Uh, 066. 
Uh, that's the droid, the sinister automation. Uh, going down to five points, though still did not get the relay back uh, that it had uh, previously. Uh, it does get a loadout reduction there. Still has the crew, though. Uh, if you want to take uh, something like Dooku, still has the loadout for it. Then, uh, the other change we have, uh, Count Dooku, both Siege of Coruscant and uh, the customizable version stay at their points value, but Maul goes from 8 to 7 and only loses a single loadout point. So still great for bringing proton torpedoes, uh, loading up that force with even more crew. Uh, and it does have a tactical relay if you want to go there at 19 points uh, and all those slots uh, it is going to go fast so you're really going to need to find the uh, upgrade that works best though i'm hard pressed not to bring in a torpedo i feel like the target lock action for maul's double attack has got to be priority number one mm -hmm. let me ask you so you're hard you're you're pretty set on torpedo sure um i would I would say at least this is another discussion as to would you consider palp crew? If you shoot uh, ball, you can some stress to you. That's and true. Either either version allows you to bring hate, which is extremely helpful for ball. I would probably put hate at the top of my list over a munition. Uh, but the the introduction of palp now palp doesn't have that fully. Uh, no. Force charges. You'll have like more Dussie, force Dussie. to available to stress stuff around you. Mm, if they so shoot at you at range one to two, I believe. Let me make sure if it's not zero. Yeah, it's, it's range. It's range uh, zero to two. Yeah. If the attacker's range is zero to two, you can spend a force. If you do, the attack gains one stress token. Mm -hmm. So hate four force, uh, and uh, what <laughs> the equivalent of rebel captive out there. Right. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier for your other uh, wow. ships around him to go get some uh, enemy ships if they're stressed. Yeah, this this could be the way to go if you're trying to do more of, we saw with Dooku, like the stay cloaked version mm -hmm. of flying around the scimitar. This could be a great way to still punish those attacks on you, even if you're not shooting yourself that round. Yeah, and Chancellor Palpatine even said it doesn't say if you're if they're not already stressed, so they could end up double stressed. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and you don't need to have your full force to do it either. You just, you just spend a force. You know, you never know. You got a cheeky purple coordinate there at I five. That's true. That if you turn it over to Sidious. Uh, or no, you, always, you, have you, yeah, you, you always have it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you do, ha if you do turn it over to Sidious, uh, you could be getting some interesting uh, focuses don't, don't on turn over to Sidious. <laughs> you could for fun? Question mark? No. Okay. I guess we move on. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, the Vulture Droids. Uh, no, no change. They're kind of calc up two points. That's it. Yeah, them being able to take calc actually warps. Like so, for Iron Assembler, if you want to bring calc, which you probably do, 
You can no longer take energy shell charges. You can only take Discord missiles. If you oh, are no. OA- only Discords. <laughs> if you are O81, you can take energy shell charges in IndyCal. So I now I actually have to make a decision. Do I want Iron Assembler? Do I want O81? Do I want a, a Discord missile with a ship that can regen if you don't kill it right away? Do I want an I3 that can't regen? but can shoot one energy charge out, generally, a game. Probably still Iron Assembler. I would, I would, I would, that would be my guess. That's your call? Why not I invested four points into two vultures. Well, those those are your two objective, uh, objective bodies. One objective body. Hey, you know what's really good about Nantex? Their repositions are not actions. I-6, salvage carriers. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. But uh, they do not want to be critted, especially bad. (laughs) More than (laughs) anyone else. You have the option of taking Enduring on Sunfok, actually, for those five points. But then you are jam susceptible without the targeting computer. Sorry to rub it back to Nantex, but we were talking. No, about it. it's it it's always good. runs back to Nantex. It, it always runs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. So here here's a question. You know, we've gone through. We've gone through all these factions uh, over these last couple weeks. Do you have an opinion on who was the biggest winner? Out of the seven? Well, we haven't done the... I mean, it's not too early right now because there's been a few tournaments and other stuff, but we haven't done a, a, fan, a faction ranking now that we've gotten the new points. All right. Well, let's let's save that ranking for maybe next week. We go, we go, we'll put a, we'll put a pin on it uh, and try to make a decision here on our, our way to early-ish faction rankings for yeah. this season. Oh, it's One still thing, way right, too early. Right it's on early. time, faction rankings. <laughs> it's right no, it's time. way too early. Great. I think it's right on time. We've well, had we we still have plenty of store champs teams. to go. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. I said, no, I think it's still way too early. But we I, I agree, because there's a lot of tournaments still to play, and we haven't had any big events. Uh, a, a little early faction rankings. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll just call it too early, early, and we'll just put an X on the way, and uh, the, we'll we'll be done with it. All right. Well, before we head out, um, hopefully, uh, well, hopefully, well, uh, yes, hopefully, if you are uh, in the category of father, you had a good Father's Day. Um, I know I did. Um, Father's Day highlight for me was I did a father-daughter dance at an Irish dancing fesh. Uh, Marcel has seen the video evidence of me getting jiggy with it. All right. Literally dancing a jig with my daughter. And we won first place. Uh, Felt really good. Actually, wait. I was supposed to. Where is it? Here we go. I was supposed to put phone? this on for the podcast. Here we go. Oh, I, got, I, thought you, I, I thought you were going to bring on the phone and, like, show it. I got I got my, my sash, and I got my metal. All right. Like, that's kind of big for my head because it's there, – there you go. First place in the Father's Day fesh. <laughs> Ryan, you had any uh, Father's Day stuff going on this weekend? 
Uh, so the family has been doing a lot of like traveling and going other places for a couple months, actually. My sister's wedding was just a couple weekends ago. And, uh, and plus many other things leading up towards it. So it was very much a we kind of want to just chill at home and relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sarah made some awesome brunch and dinner for me and Ollie and herself. So we had like pancakes and some lunch lunch items uh, for mid- midday. And then she made teriyaki salmon and a uh, new red skin potato or a new red skin potatoes recipe that she tried. That was really good. Spoiler, when you bake red skin potatoes, instead of cutting them all up, cut them in half, score them, put them face down onto like the, the little bit of butter and like the seasonings, and then it will like soak upward into the potato through the scoring. So don't cut them. You just slice them down like halfway or two thirds of the way through so that they kind of open up a bit and they'll soak everything up. Using some capillary away. action over here. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's cool. That's cool, Marcel. I think you said uh, you hung out with uh, with June a bit. Yeah, yeah. We went to uh, the Oak Brook Mall, walked around the mall for a while. Went to go see uh, the Little Mermaid. Great movie. Um, Eric got a personality, which is I don't know why I'm satisfied that Eric is not just <laughs> pretty girl must marry like that. Right. Like I mean that's actually, that's good. There's actually like something there so good movie uh we hung out just the two of us and it was uh yeah, it was a really nice day it was like 100 degrees out it felt like 100 degrees out but uh other than that it was it was great it was a warm one yeah yeah all righty uh J- james or will do you guys do anything for for father's day with your families Will is my family on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we played Diablo. Nice. <laughs> that was uh, that was I guess our our Sunday event. I didn't do much else yeah. otherwise. You guys gotta still send me your Blizzard. You don't you don't send me your oh. character name. You gotta send me your like your Blizzard ID oh. similar to. It's like the I thing forgot. that has like I, the hashtag on it. Yeah. I gotta send you the hashtag numbers. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's going. Uh, you know what? I doubted it. I finally decided. I also to pull, also doubted to pull the trigger on it. Um, I'm I'm pretty surprised overall. Yeah. I, I, I think you've only scratched the surface. I think because we've owned, I played two characters now, but you've yeah, only really like, played the one. I'm, yeah. Are you guys trying? I, like I'm in Act Four. I, like I'm actually trying to go. What? The no. Story. Oh my no. goodness! No, we're like no. scratching we're, we're, Act Two. <laughs> no, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit fifty before I hit yeah. Act Three. Well, I'm I'm level forty something, and I'm in Act. Yeah, so are we. I'm <laughs> still in Act Three of getting ready to start Act Four. No, we have we barely started two. <laughs> All right, I know uh, how I want to end the podcast. Well, we'll end the podcast, and then I have an, uh, a fun activity for us to uh, to kind of end with our podcast after dark uh, session here. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and hopefully you have a great week. Talk to you next week. Be smart and be safe. Gold Squadron out. <laughs>